New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again. Rev Briz over here. Rev Z right here. Rev PJ over here. And this is Minister's Talking Shed. Happens on Friday morning, 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone. We are so grateful that you are with us. And yes, we have a special guest with us all the way from, uh, you know, I always want to say Houston, but that's not right. Fort Worth, baby. It's Fort Worth. From Fort Worth, Texas, Reverend Dr. PJ Stanley. Good to see you, Dr. PJ. Good to be seen. Glad you're with us. All right, folks, we don't really know where to start this morning other than to, to show you this, uh, because, I mean, this is the, uh, I think we've uh, we've agreed this is Donald Trump's, go ahead, try me face. <laughs> the, tricky yeah. part, the tricky part is that's his mug shot. <laughs> <laughs> that, how many times do you see a mug shot where they let the guy wear a tie and a suit? Seriously. Unbelievable. <laughs> All we need now is just his get that information going across his chest, and then that'll be the perfect picture. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We don't have a little clipboard. Yeah, so, that's what we need. I just uh, I picture him giving that look to a, a, a guard on Rikers Island or something. Yeah, uh, not gonna work. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. But folks, if you haven't been following the news. Uh, former disgraced president Donald Trump was indicted in Florida this week, uh, and uh, th that is his. Or sorry, in uh, Georgia, Georgia. That is his, yeah, Georgia. That is his mugshot. Uh, he and his buddies, including Rudy Giuliani and a number of others, have been uh, have been uh, arraigned now on uh, on nineteen different felonies. And uh, and here's the here's the crazy part. This is the part that blows my mind. I didn't watch the Republican debate, but um, what I've heard and, and what people are reporting is that when the Republican field was asked if they would still support Donald Trump if he is convicted of any of these 19 felonies, six out of the eight raised their hand and said, yeah, I'm still with him. Even, even if it is proven he is a felon and that he attempted to to subvert the outcome of the 2020 election they're gonna they're gonna stand behind him it's, it's incredible i mean it's absolutely incredible so it just it says to me right now that where, where is it where are the people that we vote for that's actually looking out for the people 
how, how would you how do you say that 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 hiring a felon that having a a, a felon a convicted felon as a we we don't even allow a convicted felons to vote and now we want to say that we have a convicted felon for president you'd vote for this guy are you kidding me right now yeah are you joking it's hard, it's hard to get a job at McDonald's if you're a okay, felon. Hello. And now we want to make this guy a president. So what's what's happened to those the political parties looking out for the people? The people are nowhere in sight, as far as they're concerned, as far as I can see. Yeah. No, the 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 political scene has now become uh, the playing field of of those that have somehow squeezed power, squeezed money, squeezed material, and now it's dividing and jockeying to see who's at the top of the heat. Correct. Right. And if I can get something to pull you down so I can supplant you, that's because, you know, you think about some of these politicians have been in these positions for 30 years. Right. Mm -hmm. They are so out of touch with what the young people are, are facing, what the common person is facing. Hello? They have no way of even presenting issues or arguing points that make any sense anymore or seem to even care. They don't even seem to care because think about it. I mean, if you if you want to know what the people are thinking, <laughs> go talk to the people. You don't even want to be around us. You don't want to even be around the people. It's not that hard to know what we want. We're, we're pretty vocal about it. You're not even interested, though. You're so far away from what what the nation actually needs as you know as a body of people. You don't care. You don't care. So that's what that proves to me. I'm going to raise my hand because I want to be on the inside with Trump and wherever he goes, I don't want to get on the outside. So I'm going to raise my hand. It's not about what you think is right or wrong anymore. And, you know, the crazy thing about it is for them to to assume or confirm that he has that much power that you're yeah, willing right. to give up. Yes. Everything that because at some point he won't be in the position he's in for whatever reason. Then. When 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 the pendulum, as you were saying, starts to swing back, where are you going to be in relationship to that? Correct, correct. And what we talk about a new thought all the time is what the heck do you stand for? No matter what's going on out there, stand for what you stand for. And it looks like they don't stand for anything but me. Just yeah. whatever I need to stay in power. That's all I care about. That's not a value. That's not a goal. That's, come on now. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> My God. Well, you know, you know, there's the whole concept of the shadow, and now the shadow is running, Woo! is running things, right? Yeah. You know, the shadow yeah. used to be a small part of every personality that we had to Correct. wrestle with, uh, Correct. but now the shadow has taken over, and the real person is the little thing in the background. I completely concur, Z. It's just outshouted who we really are supposed to be here on the planet, who we actually really are. We seem to forget that. In many ways, that is the, the, the. The downfall of democracy in 2016, when we ele first elected this guy, it, it it suddenly became, and and I think we were headed that way anyway. Right? The the politics of personality was leading us down this road already, but he just really amplified and put his foot on the gas and made it okay to be an asshole. To be an asshole, I mean, what he was doing to Hillary during the during the convention. Just, just basically, just, just, just mad dogging her. You know, just getting up on behind her and just, you know, just daring her to say anything. She's like, "Get the fuck off of me! What are you doing?" <laughs> well, you know, you, 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 you think about, think about the, the whole attack 
and approach that he took to Obama. Oh my you know, God. it's like, I don't know or care if any of this is true. I'm going to throw enough chum in the water Correct. And let the sharks come sorted out, right? Exactly. And that's exactly. what he did, the birthday and this thing and that thing. And, and, and you know, he has done that. That's the tactic he's used on, on everything. He cuts all these subterfuges so that you don't focus on the main issue. Right. And then before you know it, something done slipped through the crack that's more important than anything you were chasing and you can't yeah. do anything about it. That's what happened with, with all these judges that right. that he has now on the court. He created so much stuff. Nobody really paid attention or got real serious. And then now the whole yes. court is stacked. Yes, it is. And that's a scary thing. It's absolutely a scary thing. So you're exactly right. And so, you know, what happened to the, the, the party, <clears throat> not just the Republican Party, but just the parties in general, it's all about keeping the party in power and not really about the people themselves and how do we how do we best help the people because if that was the case about how helping the people he wouldn't be able to do all the things he's been able to do and all he did during his presidency because it was all about keeping the party intact even though they knew he wasn't doing the right thing they knew that but yeah, yeah. it's about the party and and i'm not just saying the republic i'm saying all the parties do that it's no longer about the people and i don't know it's been a long time that hasn't been about the people yeah yeah i want to tag on to something z just said because in many ways he has become sort of that court jester that draws our eye away from where we can make a difference and draws our attention and draws our energy away from where we can make it a real impact in um in the politics and the future of, of where the country's going and you know before the show um z i think before you got here uh, PJ and I were talking and she introduced me to this group that I didn't even know about moms for Liberty. Um, and we did a little bit of, uh, of look in um, the Southern po poverty law center cars calls them a far right extremist group. Uh, they consider themselves the saviors of American education. Uh, and what is basically happening here is this group has organize themselves and if you look at their website they got chapters they've even got a few chapters here in colorado uh got chapters all over the country where they are influencing school boards yeah. yes. and in some cases it would appear outright bullying school yeah. boards to uh to strip any sort of equity language out of curriculum to push a far-right agenda uh, on our school kids, and they're doing it by claiming the liberals are pushing a, a, a far left. So the far right is screaming that the far left has gone too far, and, and but it's in it's at the point where the biggest argument really is within our school boards right now. Correct, and, and they're going after the school the teachers' unions as well for how they hire and who they who they hire. Exactly. Yeah, it's incredible to me. And uh, as, as I was sharing with, with Robert earlier, I'm thinking, you know what? The easiest way to shut them down, which is not going to happen, but the easiest way to shut them down is let them be in school and teach for a while. Let you Because it's all easy. It's all good for you to stand out outside and talk about what other people are doing wrong, but stand in their shoes for about a minute and teach those children that are the, that are the children of those parents right now talking about what you don't have to listen to, what you don't have to do, and try to teach those kids in school. Let's see you do that. Let's see you teach your own kids for about a week. You'll come screaming. 
Look you know, the the, the 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 one of the challenges, there are many in the educational system. But one of the you know, uh my two youngest kids went through Montessori school, and this is not a Montessori commercial. No, but but there's one thing about that model with they work in groups and they have multiple grades in the classroom. You get a couple of things. One you take the competition out, right? So yeah. you you have people, you learn, they learn to work collaboratively. They learn to work on their own when they need to, but they learn to work collaboratively. They learn to help others. They learn how to be helped if somebody's better in math and you're better in reading. The other part of it is that they begin to understand autonomy from a whole different reference point, right? And there's a sense of service within that. But now the educational system is competition yeah. and they're trying to figure out how to get up. Whereas that's only going to create the same system we have now. That's what that's what the, the political systems and this educational system is. We have to find a better way to teach, to take some of the competition. We want people to strive, but not to at a malicious level. And that's what we've created. And yeah, and back to your point. Um, see, if, if if you have a problem with the, the system and the teachers and all that, then why aren't you talking with the teachers instead of acting like you already know? Because this is a this is a group they have been with our students, our children from the moment students, you know, classes have begun. So you think they have some years of information and experience mm -hmm. about how mm -hmm. to educate children and and what yep. needs to be what? And yes, I'd love to see parents involved. But you're not the teacher, and you don't. You're not there every single day. No, I know how I was. You see how loud I am right now with you guys. You know, I, this is how I was at school. Can you imagine? So, <laughs> and, but I imagine when you were in school, your par parents back to your teacher would come in and, and would look at least look at the situation from the teacher's side they and would say, you know, you're right. My my child's a little out of control here. My child needs a little raining right. in. My child needs a little correct. more something to fit into this system. That is correct. That's not how it happens. No, and knowing that my parents and my teachers were talking kept me in check. Right. I couldn't just, just tell my story. <laughs> Right, weave any old story I wanted to tell. Cause my mom or the teacher was gonna call my. I'm calling. I'm calling Billy Jean. That's my mom's name. I'm calling Billy Jean. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So today, parents come in the door with guns blazing. Sometimes Correct. literally. Right. Saying, "Why are you reprimanding my child? How dare? Yeah. How dare you yeah. do but your you don't job?" Have the balls to recommend them. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Well. And, and you know the other thing is, uh, one of my best friends is is a he's retired now. He was a principal, um, and and he's just gone back now as a as a consultant, if you will, at this sure. at this new high school. And and he went in and he told you know they were in a meeting. He said I talked to him the other day and they were just getting ready to start and they they were saying about all the all the uh, academic and curriculum. And they got to him and they said, okay, now look, when y'all want an academic issue, y'all call Dr. So-and-so right over there. She's the best. She's best. She can handle it. Now, but if you've got a problem with a parent or if you got somebody that needs some understanding the communication level, I'm your man. Because that's what's really missing. We have academicians that, 
that understand these curriculums, that understand right. the science, the math, the reading. But what we don't have is someone that is a communicator, someone that is a relationship builder, someone is someone okay. that 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 knows has been in the system long enough and understand. Like, look, you can say everything you want. Little Johnny is a terror, okay? And 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 we on your side. We want to help Little Johnny be better, but you got to help us now. If you don't help us, That's God all help us all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we. We trans transitioned from the we're all in this together to yeah. it's us versus Correct. it's the us and the other. It is. And and that to me is the toughest place because yeah, well, we're all in a movement that's trying to build up a, a just and equitable society that works for all. Right. Rather than uh just what works for me. Right. And uh, I want to say hello to Linda real quick. Good morning, Linda. Uh Linda's regular viewer and she says we must remind ourselves that each of us is in control of where we place our attention our focus matters absolutely linda yes and you know when my when when i get a phone call from school it's not that i'm here to make my child wrong and it's not that i try to jump down my kid's throat saying what did you do how dare you do that it, it's that opportunity for everyone to come together and say okay what's not work what's falling out of place what's out of alignment right. how, how do we bring this whole thing what you want in educate in curriculum what i want for my child what my child wants for them and that's often the place where i think folks on our side see it we recognize our kids are independent people and we want that. to support them in their journey Correct. where what i see from more of the conservative side they're trying to conserve that perspective of this kid is mine and i'm going to mold this child into what i into an image of me yeah. or an image of what i couldn't accomplish and and am mm -hmm. wounded about not accomplishing in my life and i'm trying to mold this human into what i want rather than saying hey how do i support the the natural expression of life that this child is bringing forward and, and that is such an expanded view of parenting yes. it's an expanded view yeah. of parenting that is exactly what parenting should be about it should be about yeah. the child and it looks like it's it's becoming about the parent and how dare you with my child it's my and, child it's mine 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 yes and, not, and there, there was this concept that that was at my kids school that i loved and that was it's kind of legalistic, but it was great. Okay. A contract, right? So at the beginning of the week, you know, because there were some kids who may have been advanced in math and, and behind in reading, right? And so to, to teach the kids autonomy and to teach them about choice and consequences, they would sit down and create a contract and say, okay, we know reading is not your favorite, but you have to complete three units of reading and you can complete 10 units. I don't care what you complete math but yeah. you got to do certain math da, 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 and they laid it all out but you these certain things to get you at the level you need to be or 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 put you keep you at the level you should be and right. advance where you need we're going to do a contract if this contract it. is not completed at the end of the week and it was between parent child and teacher we're going to make adjustments that is exactly correct and i i heard i heard a thing the other day and i just loved it and it was about it was talking about marriage and it said it's not about love and all that kind of stuff. He said the thing is, it's about the contract that you agree 
to do certain things. And a contract is strong. I used contracts when I was working with juvenile delinquents, when I was working, when I was counseling, and they knew exactly what they had to do to get where they said they wanted to go. And if they didn't do those things, it was no surprise when they didn't get there. And then we just readjust and said, all right, what are we willing to commit to again this week? I completely agree, Z. I think those contracts are fantastic. And we all actually are in spoken and unspoken contracts all the time. Yes. All the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I just flashed on the fact that I'm glad I was never a juvenile delinquent um, and you were my counselor because I'd be scared to death to walk in <laughs> and tell you I didn't like don't go tell PJ you didn't okay. do it. <laughs> you get your shit done and get it done in time because you don't want to answer to that lady. She's gonna rip no, you no, apart you, if you're out of the line, man. You get it live right you now. Go in there and try to hey Robert, you try to hedge your best. So well, I'm working on it. I, I, that's the best. All I ask. But I, you know, we 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 joke, folks. But it it is important because this is is a key to really all of life. We have to teach our kids how to how to create commitment, how to yeah. create agreement, how to stay in alignment with that. Um, unfortunately, most places you look in society, the news, if you will, or the media, if you will, or whoever we like to promote the sensational. We like to, mm -hmm. to point out where things are breaking down. We like to point yes. out where it isn't working rather than, um, well, as our friend Linda says, put a little focus on what is working and, right. and where things are happening. Right. Um, it's, it can be really difficult to find those stories uh, and especially around politics <laughs> and these the culture war. And people say, you know, are we in a cult? We're so far uh, into a culture war at this point that many of us don't even see it anymore. No. Hello. And, you know, no. speaking of, you know, of, of looking at what's good, and I, I shared with you earlier, you know, um, you said that this show is kind of, we kind of talk about things that are in the news, and I don't really watch the news because it's just so depressing. But one thing that I do have coming to my to my news box once a week is called. And I'm not. This is not a. This is not a push for them. I'm just saying, and there's, I'm sure all kinds of things like that. But it's called CNN, the good stuff. And on every Saturday, I, there's just great stories of of people helping people, and I love it. That's the news that I choose to listen to. We have a choice. Mm -hmm. We don't have to listen mm -hmm. to sensational nonsense. And just like I, yeah. just like I was saying, I don't listen to news, and yet I knew about this story about the. You know, I know about stories because the news is everywhere. I don't have to be bombarded to right. know news. People will share with you what's going on. The whole thing that happened. What was that? And with, with whole, <laughs> I'm sorry. The whole thing with the black guy getting beat up at the boat pier. I didn't know anything about that. Like a week later, all these little all these <laughs> hats are being thrown up in the air, and, they, <laughs> and everybody's. <laughs> walking around with a folding chair. I'm like, what is this about? And so yeah. and I found yeah. out. But news comes, you'll, you'll find it out because people will tell you. But you, you can focus on what is good happening because a lot of good is happening. And, you know, one of the things that, that we have to, um, as you were saying, this polarity of life, right? Life is not static. It's a polarity. And what, what one of the things that we have to get better at, and I thought, I think we used to be better, uh, but now we need to get better is how do we stay abreast of what needs attention but don't obsess on it or don't or don't accentuate it to the point to where it becomes the main thing and finding a solution or a resolution becomes the side job 
Correct. Right? I get I get more power, money, and, and everything out of sensationalizing this issue as opposed to trying to figure out what the resolution is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think yeah. I go back to, to new thought principles, you know, just in terms of what is our and anytime I'm talking to people, we're talking about what is our what is our purpose here, you know, on life and, and for mm -hmm. life. And to me, everybody to me, I believe, has the same purpose. And it's just it's to live a great life and to be of service. And the only way you're going to do that is to figure out who the heck you are. It's just you have to go in. As, as, as Linda, was it Linda who put that thing about focus? You, you, you have to focus inward first before you can go outward. And we're all trying to act like whatever's important is out there somewhere, but it's not. What's important is in here. And you have to figure out what this is about. And you hold to that. That's your anchor as, you go, as you're out in the world so you don't get turned around and, and bounced around all, all this crazy news that's going on. You stay, you stay focused and anchored in who you are. And what matters to you family friends spiritual life whatever it is that's the uh that's the my shit don't stink theory <laughs> perspective right mine don't mine don't stink but yours sure does yours is, yeah, and, okay. and, and, let, and let me tell you how to make sure yours doesn't <laughs> i can help you with that yeah. and, and, and and this is and this is the perfect segue to say hey some of us need to go reevaluate the contract we've made with ourselves. Hello. Yeah. And and begin to say, who uh I'm in violation of this contract and I owe somebody something, I'm sure. Uh, and, and I don't know if I can pay it. Maybe we need to renegotiate this contract to something that's more in alignment with people, with the planet, with with a uh, 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 sincerity, with community, so that we understand. That hey, you know, there's this there uh, there's this uh, saying that that was used in the African American community still is, and it says we may have come over here on different boats, but we're all on the same ship now, and if right. we don't pull together, this ship will sink. Yes, and I agree. And there are others waiting for it to sink. <clears throat> Seriously, looking for it to sink. And so we, you know, this America is supposedly the example, but we are setting a bad example at this point. We simply yeah, are, yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I agree. And I think back to your point, Z, also about the contract and, and reevaluating. Part of the thing is this, and then, and I talk about marriage because it's one of the longest terms, anybody who's in a long-term relationship, it's one of the longest term contracts you'll ever have with yourself and with your children and all that. But yeah, it has to be reevaluated because you get in it and you're this person. But hopefully, you're growing and changing along the way. Right. And so, what was working, what should have, what was and did work, may no longer mm -hmm. work. And to just mm -hmm. reevaluate and say, let's take another look. <coughs> is this is this what we want? And, and and there's nothing wrong with that. You absolutely need to do that instead of trying to make yourself hold to what you no longer are. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And hopefully, and hopefully. Everybody is changing because if I'm the same person I was 20 something years ago, ooh wee, that's a problem. I'm just telling you right now, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> well, and, and that's, I want to come back to the contract piece because as we were sharing that, one of the things that jumped into my head is, you know, we all kind of need a recovery movement from ourselves. Mm. Yes. Not, not to belittle yes. the Alcoholics Anonymous and the recovery movement for addiction, but do we not actually become addicted to our own way of thinking? We absolutely do. That 
if left in if left alone too long if not if 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 we don't have this kind of discourse if we don't have classes if we don't get out into the world and we isolate <laughs> ourselves in our own thought right then suddenly I, I'm addicted to me and I can't possibly re act any differently. I have to be, I've been an asshole my whole life. I, what am I going to do now? Right. And Oh, I've been a rich white guy my whole life. How am I ever, I've been this, my, I've been, a, or, and even the other direction, I've been an activist my whole life. How could I now be something new? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, it's like you're failing yourself or somehow you're turning away, but it's not. It's about, we all keep talking about this expansion and this growth and evolution, yet when it happens, we don't want to claim it. It's You're, you're evolving. That's what that's what evolution looks like. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one of those uh, wonderful cartoons out there, you know, um, what do we want? Change. When do we want it? Uh, not now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay, I'm talking about you. you. I haven't heard that one. That was funny. I, I don't need to change. You need to change. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You know, because because that, you know, that is the, uh, uh, that should be the mantra right now, right? Is that you know, we always say, well, you know, change begins with me and be the change you want. But 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 the question becomes, do you really want change? Right. Mm. <laughs> That's the question. I mean, you actually have to change something. Stop it, doing something and do something different or new. <laughs> yeah, I think. And for me, that's where um, the Black Lives Matter marches of the summer of 2020 really made a shift mm -hmm. because there were more than enough reasons to stay home on that one. There were more health reasons. The pandemic alone was more than enough reason to say, I want change, but I don't want it that much. I'm not willing to risk my life for that kind of change. Right. But mm -hmm. that, but that's not what happened. What happened is mm -hmm. people turned out. People wore masks in the streets. People showed up and more than, I, I think those were even greater than the protests following Trump's election and first inauguration and his inauguration, right? Those were pretty big marches in themselves. But the summer of 2020, there was that change in consciousness. There was a shift. And I think a lot of people use that as an opportunity to rewrite their own contract. Yeah. Say, I'm no longer going to turn a blind eye here. I'm no, right. I'm willing to literally risk my life in multiple <clears throat> ways by going out in the streets and standing for what I believe. Yeah. yeah. So I, there, for me, there's always hope. <laughs> um, there's always hope that we're going to, we're going to get there, um, that we are getting there, yeah. that we are on that journey towards, um, towards that, that life we say we want a world that works for all. Yeah. I, again, back to our friend Linda, my spiritual practices have become even more important to me during the chaotic conditions our country is currently experiencing. Absolutely. And isn't that not exactly what we teach and exactly why we yeah. practice? We practice when it's good so that the practice supports us when things are strange. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and, back to and the, go ahead. No, yeah, no, and I was going to say, and Fiona comes right back with 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 a, with a way of doing that, and she says, you know, hey, um, you know, 
Start doing some visioning about where you are and what you want to be and how you want to be it so that you could begin to create that new contract and begin to incorporate those powerful uh, practices that, that give you a better vision, a better look at the world so that we can, you know, make some changes. Right. Every, every, every Sunday that I'm talking to the, the members of my spiritual center, um, every Sunday I say the same thing, the same thing. And then I tell a different story, but it's the same thing. And then it's about, you know, practicing, you have to date, create a daily spiritual practice. I don't care how long it is. I don't care what you do, but it's meditation. And when I say spiritual practice, that's a better, I mean, prayer and meditation. Um, because when you need it, it's not the time to be doing it. The time to be doing it is prior to, and of course you need it all the time. But when you think you need it, when something emergency comes up, you have to already have that in place. You have to already know what the sound or the voice or the words of God or that which is greater than yourself. What does that sound like to you? You can't be waiting until you're in the middle of a hurricane and asking for trouble. You know, you can be like, okay, with the boat. You never get on the boat because you don't recognize that's God sending you escape from. You know, it's too late to install the, the, the smoke detector after the fire and start. After the fire, and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> it's a smoke detector. No. <laughs> oh, god, PJ, we got to have you on this show more often. <laughs> I love it. I love talking with you guys. This is great stuff. And you know, as I told you, this is what I do. I talk a lot of the time. So <laughs> definitely. Yes. Well, you, yeah, we, we really have to uh you know, hopefully what we inspire here is others to have heartfelt, meaningful, and sometimes passionate conversation to get what needs to be got on the table so we can look at it. You have to look at it. Well, and again, if I'm addicted to my own thinking, I'm never going to see a different perspective until I until I get together with some trusted folks and bitch about the government for a little while. For a little while. And, and, and you know, get my complaining out. Get because all those are is my false perception. Yes. All those are are beliefs that I've taken on for one reason or another, maybe even unconsciously or subconsciously mm -hmm. taken on a belief. And I'm never going to be able to clear that, clean that if I can't speak what I hear and see. But then I have to also and here's where I think it ha we run into the tr into a difficulty. <clears throat> Far too often people are already creating their response, are yes. already imagining now you're wrong. I can't believe that my beliefs won't let me believe that rather than truly being in that place of deep listening that says, wow. We are we are on very different perspectives on this topic, and I can't say that I'm any more right or wrong than you are. Right. So how do I explore this and figure out am I that far wrong or are we both a little wrong and need to come together towards a more centric perspective? Correct. Yeah. I I believe our, our practices help us do that. Yes. I think that's absolutely. And I yeah. just to your point is that I gather with a couple of uh, friends of mine who are is what, is what um, um, one of our presidents. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, Roosevelt, I think it's Teddy. Um, I don't I don't talk to anybody that's not in the arena. When I talk seriously, you have to already be in the arena. You already have, are doing this work. And so I have a couple of friends that I get with together. No no less than once a month, where we challenge each other's thinking. 
they definitely challenge mine. What do you mean by that? Why is that true for you? Um, how could it look different? You know, so we so we're just not just you know rolling over the same conversations. We challenge each other's conversation, thoughts and feelings, and what you know. Well, what if you looked at it this way or that way? So um, I, I just I highly recommend that you have friends that will challenge what you're saying and what you're thinking, not just accept it like, oh my God, you're so bright. You know, that's what your congregation is for. So <laughs> They're also thinking as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Folks, if you wonder what you stumbled into here today, <laughs> this is Ministers Talking Shit on the New Thought Media Network. It happens every Friday morning. Um, and I'm going to do a couple of quick shameless plugs because we've been talking about it. Number one, we're talking about the visioning process. And you can learn more about that and join us every Monday morning uh for that practice right here on new thought media network and we talked a bit about the good news and i would be remiss if i didn't remind us that tonight at five o'clock mountain time it is time for the good news i do a half hour of good news stories uh on friday evenings kind of an opportunity to kick us off and move us into the weekend uh in a, in a good i in a, from that good perspective from that belief that hey there is still people doing good out there in the world um, and as I've now learned, if you want, you can Saturday mornings, you can catch the same kind of concept. And then, you know, I, I want to say that I do find more and more outlets, media outlets that are sharing good news. Um, it's buried on the back pages and it sometimes takes a little while to find, and it's not as, uh, they don't stay on top of the good news as they do the other stuff sometimes. Uh, but that's our. That's going to be my challenge for you this week as we get ready to wrap up. Here is when you when you see those stories that make you go what? Find one that makes you go yeah, right on. Yeah. Keep digging in in the media till you find those stories that remind you there are good people doing good things. There are um, we are working towards a world that works for it better for everyone. And um, some of these orange haired anomalies will go away if we stop giving them attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I want you to, to say that, uh, that I hold to what Martin Luther King said, and I think he got it from someone else. It doesn't matter because the words still work. And I hold to that and, and I hold that as truth. And he says that the moral arc of the universe is long, but it trends upward. While we may see a lot of nonsense going on, we are making progress. Slow, steady progress. We're all doing our own work. So hold to that. That is true. That's true. What is, what is, <clears throat> no, I just want to get you the, But what is it? Because I want to send this information about visioning. So they just go to ntnetmedia.com to get on your visioning program at 6 o'clock in the morning on Mondays. Is that what you said? Uh, it, uh, your time, Central Time, it'll be 8 o'clock. It's on YouTube and Facebook. It's our Monday morning visioning program. And I lead a live 45-minute visioning process uh, every Monday morning. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout-out. Our dear friend uh, Fiona is with us today, and she's the one. Fiona fills in for me when I'm traveling or off in the world doing stuff. So uh, Fiona is part of that team bringing forth the visioning process here on the network as well. So, Okay, great. Thank you. I'm going to pass this out to some folks that have been talking about visioning. That'd be great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Z, wrap us up. Final thoughts. Well, I, before you we know, go. there's one thing that I want to. Yeah, no, I was going to say there's one thing that that PJ has uh, has. I want to challenge everyone to go start a CMP group. 
That CMP group is Challenge My Perceptions group, mm, where you right. meet once a week or once a month, at least once a month, to have someone challenge your perceptions. I love that. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to find me a CMP group and get one started uh, because I think that's brilliant. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. And, I, and I want to say, and you have to go outside your normal circle of friends. Hello. <laughs> yes. Because yes. yes. <laughs> your normal circle of friends are going to throw you a softball. <laughs> you really want people to, to really, you know, who are just smart and brilliant, doing their own work. The people, that's the, I think that's the key. When they're already doing their own work, they, they know to, to tell you the truth. That you, when you're, If you're actually wanting to hear the truth. So you have to be ready. To actually hear the truth and not want just yes people around you. So that's that part too. And that's something you said earlier that I always love and and that for me really stuck in my head from Brene Brown and she borrowed it from from T Teddy Roosevelt. Right? Yeah. Is are you in the arena? Yeah. And and it, because if you're not, if you're not ready to get your hands dirty, if you're not ready to really look, it, then I've been doing this work for far too long to screw around with people that are just screwing around. Right. Plain and simple. Um, you, you know, that there's a, there's a scene in the movie, what the bleep, right. That, that epitomizes <laughs> like that statement where, where uh, the guy, the little kid gives, gives a, the, the ball to the, to the, I forget her name. And, and she's getting ready to take a shot, but she's outside the court. He said, no, 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 no. If you want to play this game, you have to be on the court to play. You can't, you're out of bounds. You can't play. Yeah. And that when you want to be when you want to play this game, jump on the court. We're not we're not worried about your skills. We want to see yeah. what you can play. Yeah, you can't be no audience member. You can't be shouting from the stands. <laughs> well, there it is, folks. Before the censors and our sponsors kick us off the air, uh, get out and play the game this weekend. Yeah. There it is. Get out, get on the court, and uh, and then uh, be gentle with yourself when you learn something That's about too. yourself. That too. Absolutely. All Thank right. You. We're ministers talking shit. We are going to get out of here, let you get into your morning weekend. But please stay tuned on New Thought Media Network. We've got a full day of programming, our normal morning lineup, practicing infinite possibilities, the joy show, the good news, the fireside chat at six with Reverend Michael, so much good news and so much good happening here on New Thought Media Network. We look forward to see you again real soon. Until then, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Mm -hmm. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> and thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings. <laughs>